Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Shesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD, my boy George G got lit up tonight. How you doing? I'm fired up for the season. Training camp. Let's go. 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 Hey, 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 hey. All right. Love We're fired it. up. Woohoo! Good night, everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we need, man. Just tape that, cut it up, send it out every week. How you yeah, doing, man. buddy? What's going on, man? Good, man. You know, it, Happy New Year. Uh, it, everything else in the world could be falling apart, but you know what? I do not care because Ranger training camp has commenced. It started. We're excited. The season's what a week away. Something like that, buddy. Seven days. (laughs) Oh, man, it's great, man. It's great to be back. Here we go, everybody. Season two of Go Rangers Radio. They said it couldn't be done. But Katie and Paulie are here. And thanks to you guys keeping us going. So we had a little bit of a break. We rescheduled. Uh, We skipped last night, came back tonight. And uh, the boys did their first scrimmage this evening. We've got lineups and rosters and... All kinds of great stuff to talk about. Some sad stuff, some up stuff, down stuff. We've got about 15 different topics here. Jack Johnson scoring the first goal in training camp. Drink, everybody. (laughs) Cheers, Jack. Oh, that's delicious. Hey, man, I hope he keeps that up during the regular season, man. So we'll be... uh... Be I think I, I, I I'm gonna be honest. I'm pretty sure he just blew his wad right there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. <laughs> oh man, too much. Well, look, buddy. Um, let's just start um on on a respectful, sad note here that just uh, was announced the other day, and that's the passing of uh, former Rangers GM, uh, president, all that stuff, uh, Johnny Muckler. And uh, we just want to give him some respect, and and obviously KD. Um, Get your take here on Johnny real quick before we move into the the current squad and, and, and team. But um, I was, um, you know, something. It's a guy like you know. There's so many hockey guys, so many stories, so many things going on, and then boom, you know, you, you whatever you're doing your Twitter line or your Instagram line or something, and the feed comes up, and then you see something, you go, oh, boom. So when I saw that Johnny passed away, I was like, uh, you know, just a lot of memories. Obviously, you know, in, in terms of you know being a fan of this team, and you start thinking about back when he was coaching, he was in charge, and what was going on. But uh, um, love to get your take here on, on on memories of Johnny here, real quick, before we get uh, kicking into the new team. I mean, they weren't very good memories. I know. <laughs> I mean, 
He was obviously a great hockey mind and had a lot of success in Edmonton. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it just did not work out while he was over here. Um, so, you know, I mean, most of the memories, you know, regarding Muck, I hate to say, are pretty negative. You know, it was, you know, I, I guess maybe he was coached during, uh, you know, Gretzky's farewell tour, right? He was yeah. coaching then. So, I mean, I guess that was good. I mean, you know, that that's really what I'm, I'm, I'm remembering. But that was that was sort of unfortunately the beginning of a really dark time for the Rangers. I mean, it was right after they went on that nice run in 97 and then he had come in shortly thereafter. And. And, uh, you know, that was uh, the, the downward spiral where Sather just thought he could throw money, you know, bad money at bad money and, and think it would work out for the Rangers. And it didn't. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Again, he was, uh, you know, obviously was a great hockey mind and, you know, had, had that success in Edmonton. That doesn't, you know, the lack of success here doesn't take away from that. Um, and, and what he what he did in Edmonton. So, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers are obviously with his family. And, uh, yeah, hey, look, life goes on. And, and we lost another, uh, you know, uh, great person who's who's gone through the NHL. Yeah, hey, look, he was a good man. I, I remember throwing lots of things at my TV, though, during his tenure. I, I will agree on that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just like I said, it's uh, any, anybody that's tied with the Rangers one way or the other, and especially you go through all the uh, – the different generations of being a Ranger fan, you know, different years and stuff. And, and obviously, you know, Mux was just one of those guys again. Yeah. Came coming from Edmonton, uh, you know, the end of the Gretzky tour there and, and there was a lot going on. And yeah, and then, you know, where it went from there was just, you know, it's a breath of fresh air now. I, you know, when, when we fast forward, especially uh, older guys like me and uh, almost older guys like you uh, <laughs> getting excited for this, this very young team that's, um, Starting to play here uh, next week after a, a mighty long time. <laughs> We're definitely looking forward. So, anyway, I just wanted to uh, to to bring up Muck there, and, and uh, like I said, Joe, just show a little respect for him. Here we are. Yeah, hey, look, show, look, so. bad times, but you know, once a ranger, always a ranger. So, you know, you got to pay respect. Well said, Mister Deloy. Well said. <laughs> All right, buddy. So, um. I mean, I'm I'm looking at this list here, and there's just so many ways to go. I, I'm going to throw it at you. Where do you want to start tonight, pal? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we could look at you know training camp battles so far, where we think uh, you know the the big uh, uh, decisions are going to be made for Quinn and and you know the players involved. I think, and I, I think really whether it's the forwards or the defense, you're looking at the fourth line and the third line pairings because the top sit the top nine forward wise are set. I mean, we haven't seen Zabinijad at camp, but it sounds like he's going to be coming back on Saturday, according to the reports that I was reading today. So, you know, I, I don't know if he hasn't been playing cause he's been quarantined depending on when he got in. Um, and he's had a quarantine for whatever it is now, 10 days, 14 days. Um, so, you know, it's been hard to tell because Quinn putting Howden and Barron in his spot on that line um, with Kreider and Buchnevich, it, it's sort of been a bit of a jumble. But uh, from all all the reports, Howden, Howden, and they had a, a 
inter-squad scrimmage tonight. Apparently, he was one of the best players on the ice. Uh, Barron, a young guy, and we've we talked about Barron a lot um, on this show, and, and he's been very impressive, according to Quinn and Camp, too. And it seems as though those two are going to be battling for the fourth-line center position. I would assume Howden has a bit of a leg up because he's been here, and Quinn is a little more familiar with his game and what he brings to the table. But, um, you know, as, as we bring in more and more talent, into this lineup, you know, a guy like Howard, if, he, if he's not showing up, he's going to be expendable. I mean, he could find himself down in the AHL and, and, and Barron will be playing. So um, I, I think that that fourth line should be interesting. I think Lemieux is pretty much locked in there. He's the one guy, I guess you could say, on that fourth line who isn't going anywhere. And then, you know, you have a couple of other guys who are going to be uh, fighting for spots there with Blackwell um, and Rooney. I think are the other two guys who have legit chances to be on that fourth line. So, uh, and, and you're seeing a lot of good reports back on, on all of them, which is great. I mean, you want to hear that they're all fighting for this final spot and having, you know, success on the ice and pushing each other because any successful team are going to have those type of battles for the final roster spots. Um, going into the season, so it's it's been fantastic to see on the forward line, and then and then on defense, I don't know, just the way it's been it's been put out on the ice with the pairings, it's looking like that third pair is going to be Andre Miller and Brendan Smith. From what you know, all the reports have been, and Andre Miller apparently Quinn after the scrimmage tonight pointed to him again as having a strong game, and it seems as though every practice. He's mentioning how, how good Condre Miller has looked. So, um, you know, Potato is, you know, he's going to be in there. And, and Jack, my boy, Jack Johnson, drink, um, <laughs> you know, is going to be fighting for a spot too. But, you know, from, from what I've been seeing, I mean, it looks like it's, it could possibly end up being Condre and Brendan Smith, which, which I, I think all range of fans um, are, are looking to see happen. Yeah, I mean, and you know, this is you. You have to. I'm just, you know, thinking about how quick this is going for these guys. You know, just thinking about the the first scrimmage here tonight, and be interesting to see how the how they carry the rest of the way here in in this short training camp. You know, as far as um, you know, opening night uh, at the end of next week, and you know, just looking at um, the rosters here and, and going back and and looking at all the different names and everything, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, who those. I guess more than anything, you know, uh, I'm looking for hopefully somebody that you maybe, you know, like I said, maybe you don't think is going to make the roster but is going to make it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's great to hear that Keandre's, uh, you know, looking good here and stuff. And, and obviously that that center spot, that second center, third center, um, is just a, a, a huge spot. And obviously we'll, we'll get into the talks of, um, you know, maybe a guy like uh, Brian Boyle coming back here or something like that. But, you know, other than that, I mean, most of the stuff here is pretty much set in place, you know, outside of um, – you know, this thing building here over the next few days and these scrimmages and these opportunities to guys to show up, you know, and I know a lot of the fans are bummed and, and we all are too, that we're not able to, you know, see these scrimmages, you know, hope, I don't know if there's any word that they're going to stream any of them. And, you know, you see guys like, uh, you know, Carpinello and, and Colin Stevenson tonight, you know, tweeting out the games and stuff. It's probably the only time 
you know, I've actually been interested in a uh, Twitter feed uh, reporting of a game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I think I actually tweeted something out yesterday, too, criticizing the Rangers. And, and I don't know if any other team is doing it, too, so it's more of a criticism in a league-wide or for the NHL. I mean, we haven't had a se- – I mean, the Rangers haven't had a game since the summer. You know what I'm saying? It's been whatever it's been – what is it, five months since since we've seen – you know, the Rangers and other teams have seen their teams out there. I mean, you can't live stream this stuff. I mean, give me a break. I mean, we, we've all been through this pandemic. We're all, you know, stuck at home, quarantining, whatever it is. And you can't throw us a bone here. I mean, this this league is, you know, cries about their finances and we're not growing the game and this and that. That's how you grow the game. Like, live stream the scrimmages. I mean, maybe the coaches don't want to give away anything to their opponent. Whatever. I mean, they have bigger problems to deal with here, you know, league-wide and what they deal with. So, I, I find it absolutely ridiculous. And Well, maybe it's like, let's just wait and see. Maybe, maybe that's maybe, do with TV rights. And- maybe the first two games, they just kind of want to, you know, everybody's rusty, you know. Yeah, but they haven't been Sloppy. showing anything. They haven't been showing anything. I mean, I wouldn't anyway. want my I wouldn't want my boy Georgie boy to be, you know, you know, getting seen, <laughs> getting destroyed tonight. <laughs> I mean, they were showing their Twitter feed was showing like little clips of the game, but I mean, like, come on, give like, a couple yeah, days. Give... Let's see what happens. Yeah, whatever. Well, I, I don't know. see it happening. I don't know. Well, I guess that's that's probably the only reason I could see it is they just, uh, you know, everybody knows. You know, the main guys here and the, and the main players, I mean, there's not too many secrets as far as, you know, any of the teams can really kind of keep, you know what I'm saying? But as far as them, you know, this is their first scrimmage. I'll give them a pass at least tonight and maybe the second one just to kind of get a flow going and maybe, you know, maybe the third or fourth scrimmage here leading up to uh, the game or maybe they give us a, a feature next week or something to get us a little pump board. But, yeah, I don't but they've wanna... even had they even had scrimmages during their practices. You know, they've had little mini scrimmages and stuff. Like, show us some of that too. Like, you know, we're all jonesing for hockey right now, and I know it's it's only a week away. I don't know, man. That that's a big. And I defend the Rangers a lot regarding their social media. You know, we were discussing the criticism when they didn't come out right away um, when when Lundqvist announced his heart condition, and I said, you know got to give the team you know a little bit of time to put a statement together maybe they were contacting him and things like that but to me I, you know i don't know i i find it a little bit uh disheartening that that they wouldn't say look i think our fans would really enjoy this and and let's and it's not like you need a lot of like i mean you could literally sit there with an iphone and like a social media like staffer like it's not like you need like 20 people to put some you know major motion picture production together. It's like, you know, yeah, have I don't a think guy it has stand anything there. to do with that. I think they're just deciding right now. It's probably a coaching decision that they just don't want to, they don't want to show this yet. Fire Quinn! Fire him! <laughs> coaching decision. What's this guy doing? <laughs> oh, man. Any any clips of Jacques Martin yet? I haven't seen that. Any any of those? Very important to me. Has anybody seen? Him I don't know. Apparently, yet? apparently, he's not doing a very good job because, uh, <laughs> according to the reports tonight, D'Angelo and Truba had a rough night. So, <laughs> you know, the Caps uh, last week, the Laviolette skates on the ice. They did this whole production on Twitter, video, and everything. I thought the Rangers might have done the same thing for Jacques Martin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. so. All right. Well, what are you gonna do? 
All right, so uh, third and fourth line, and um, but it's just it's you know it's funny. It's just it's I'm just looking. It's great to just look at the rosters here. Great to see the names again, and uh, and but it's it's still too soon for us to kind of really get a, a grasp on. I think more than anything, it's just um, exciting to just to see the you know just everything starting to freaking turn on here a little bit, and, and, and well, getting excited about it. Yeah, and I also like that those battles on the fourth line and the third defensive pairing. Like the guys who are fighting for the whoever ends up coming out on top, and and ends up in the lineup on on opening night. Think about how much better those fourth line and third line pairings are going to be compared to what was out there last year. I mean, if you end up with a fourth line of Howden, Lemieux, and Rooney, and you compare that to last year, which was probably uh, Smith, Haley. And uh, who's our guy who who went back to uh, Sweden? What's his name? Linda, whatever his name is. He's with the Kings now. That is Oscar, right? I don't see it here. I, I forgot him. If he's not on the if he's not on the current, I don't care. If he's not on the roster. I don't care. <laughs> our first round pick who's the bus. Why am I forgetting his name? He's gone. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so and him. So it's like Lindbergh. So it's like. That guy. Yeah, him. So I'm just, I but like I'm, the I'm fact still working that on how to pronounce Tom uh, Runin in here. And um, who's Roy Net. It's, it's Roy yeah, Exactly. Nanny. Thank Come you. On. Roy Scoff. <laughs> um, I mean, that's probably where I should start in terms of, uh, you know, practicing how to pronounce these uh, these names, some of the kids that have come in here. Darren Radish, is that easy enough to say? Um, who's the other guy here? Oh, Kodorenko. You like that one? <laughs> I see. I don't even know who those people are. So I, I you Brzezinski, know, Brzezinski, <laughs> baby, Johnny Brzezinski, who spells his name J O N N Y. All right. What's the report on him? My report is I don't even know. <laughs> is it is it getting Gur or getting Jur? Tim getting Jur. What's the story there? First of all, Leas Anderson. I have no idea why I forgot that guy's name. I don't know why either. Because you know what? Because he was squad. such a He's not here. Because. Because he was such a bust. There you anyway, go. So, we don't talk about uh, bust on this. We got Jack Johnson. We don't need him. That's, that's right. But even so, and then you look at our defense. I mean, I I, I criticized D'Angelo and Trouba for having a bad night. I mean, they literally have just gotten together like a couple of days ago, and D'Angelo is usually on the right side. So they're, they're going to have uh, a couple of bumps along the way. But you Well, KD, prom- two... promise me one thing here, Katie. We're not going to knock these guys Prior to the real games, correct? Right? I mean, this is strange. prior to. I'm gonna knock them all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course not. I mean, look, you have to be, you know, realistic. And look, most fans aren't. I've seen plenty of criticism already before anything is happening. You know, but you know that that's how we are. We're fans. This is this is what we do. You know, but I I just think that the level. Uh, the talent level is just, it's palpable. You can see it out there, you know, when you have, especially on defense, which has been such a problem. If you can get the lines to be D'Angelo Truba, you know, Lindgren Fox. And then if the third pairing is Andre Miller and Brendan Smith, I'm sorry, that's a solid six defenseman. Should and then, be. you know, Jack Johnson, drink, as your seventh, oh, you know, that, I, I'm telling you, I, I and, and with Jacques Martin, you know, defensive guru, you know, I think, that, 
I, I think that you'll look, I mean, look, they can't get much worse than they were last year, but um, I, I think that, that you're a, just. Is that on his resume? <laughs> I think the back end of the roster is, is just so much stronger than you saw last year. And that that's what, look, I still think that they're going to have a tough time this season, but I, I, I do have a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, hope for this team going forward. They're gonna be fine, man. I know you they're think they're winning the division. Up 2-0 anyway, probably like six. Well, yeah, well, that's a given. But <laughs> look, um, you know, defensively here, just looking at the sheets and looking at the players and stuff, and all the other guys that are extra in, t- in terms of the, you know, the the five to six guys you just announced, uh, mentioned, I should say, announced. Where the hell am I? Um, you know, it's it, it's just a matter of waiting to see what's going on. And this, I mean, it's like I said, first scrimmage, guys are getting their legs here, all getting together these last uh, you know couple of weeks here, a couple of days, pretty much for for most of these guys and stuff. And just terms of getting loose and everything else, and and, and a little gameplay tonight. And they got to be careful too because, you know, um, I mean, just everything kind of starts next week and stuff. So uh, you know, I guess the guys who have to really fight for the positions, and maybe that's more on the toughness side. KD and that fourth line that you were talking about, too, as far as, you know, maybe that's really where, um, you know, you might see a, a bigger fight. And then, uh, obviously, in terms of what's going to happen up the middle, and I think everything else is kind of, I mean, we've been over this in terms of looking at this roster. It's just really a matter of, you know, firing this out of the gate and see how they start playing against, you know, you know, not so much against any team, but just games that count again, I think, more than anything. It's crazy how long it's been. And, you know, because we've been speculating over this roster now for, for months. And now that we're looking at it and stuff now, too, and we're just, like, you know, waiting to see what happens. But you got to let it breathe a little bit. And, like, boom, you know, who can only imagine what it's going to be like when they start up next week. And if they do struggle out of the gate, if they do, you know, happen to um, take that bad turn uh, early, uh, it'll be interesting. But I think that just goes for everybody in the league right now. And uh, we'll have to see w- what happens, obviously. I mean, this is just speculation right now again. And, but um, I think we're going to be okay. I mean, it's just great to look at these names. And, and and we just, you know, I think we're frustrated. Like I said, we can't watch them yet. We're getting clips. We're getting snips. And um, we're getting, you know, Twitter feed rundowns. And we'll get the paper columns tomorrow from the beat writers and everything else. And we'll get to see what happens. But, you know, we're all basically... We're Jonesons and Jonesing for this, and we're victims of hey, we we want to see it, you know. So we just gotta wait till then. Yeah, and one of the concerns I, I'm seeing out there from fans and and even some of the beat writers is is concern for the Rangers' perceived lack of of toughness, and I I think toughness is. Um, you know, one of those words that uh, usually starts a, a Twitter war. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the analytics crowd, when, when you look at toughness, they think of, you know, guys like uh, Tanner Glass and, you know, no skill and all toughness. But I, I just don't think that that is, is really the definition that you have these days about, you know, toughness. You don't, you don't really have the, the heavyweight fighters out there anymore, like the uh, Donald Brashears and the Derek Bugards and those type of guys who would just like when you send them out on the ice, they're going to fight that. That's toughness. You know, toughness now is, you know, 
winning position in front of the net, winning puck battles in the corner, those kind of things. And uh, no look, one had I, to take I, multiple cross checks during a game. There you go. Like See, I mean, it's it's not necessarily fighting or or lining up a guy for a big hit. It's it's being tough on the puck. It's being tough in front of the net. It's driving to the net. You know, not being afraid to get into the dirty areas to make a play. That kind of toughness. And and look, there there are con- some concerns that this team is, and we've discussed on the show a couple of times that it's. It's just a, a one-dimensional team. You have too much of the same type of players. But I don't know. I, I've looked up and down this roster. I, I I think there's plenty of toughness on this team. I think you, you look up and down, you know, guys like Kreider. I think Lafreniere is supposed to be a real tough kid uh, from everything that I've seen. And, again, I've only seen clips of him and, and reports that I've read is that, that he likes to he likes to mix it up. I mean, you have Lemieux in there. Howden will get involved. You know, Rooney's a guy who's known to be a little tough out there. And then on defense, you know, D'Angelo is a guy who puts up points, but he'll drop the gloves, you know, before anybody, or he'll stick up for a teammate, or, you know, he'll he'll play a little dirty defense out there if he has to. So um, Brendan Smith is another guy, if you remember, when we first got him in that trade, you know, he was one of the – he was – tough out there he was mean out there you know you looked at the opponents he was a guy that they did not want to go up against I mean the last couple of years he's been completely different he's a guy opponents want to see out there um because they know they're going to skate around him but you know if he could regain some of that magic that he had when he first came over um I I think that this team is fine toughness wise I'm not concerned about them Contrary Miller I mean if he's in there from everything you see he is just a physically imposing presence out there so again I, I I'm not too concerned that this team is gonna get pushed around or um is gonna have a tough time keeping up physically with opponents I I, I think that right now they have a good mix um on the roster well you know, I'm just looking uh, through this, and you mentioned these names, and you know, uh, you got Gautier and D. Giuseppe here, but I think, yeah, Panarin and this kid Greco, Blackwell, Stromer's got to be under. Where is he? No. What are you looking at right now? They're you looking at those, their heights or weights? Yeah, or? everybody else in the goddamn team up front is over six foot. Yeah, big boys. Yeah, man. So it's like, you know, you talk about toughness. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we're going to have to worry about it too much. And I, I think that'll be, um, I think it's going to be a big part of the game this year. I, I I hope, let's put it this way. You know, as far as where Quinn was talking, I think where J.D. and, and Gorton are at too, and, and the makeup of the team here too, I, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue this year. I think they're going to play tough. But it's just more or less a physical. I don't think it's more or less that they're, you know going to have to worry about dropping the gloves and sticking up for each other. But we got a lot of big guys in this team right now. Uh, they should be able to take care of themselves, you know. And we saw a little bit that towards the end of the season last year. Not so much um, as far as the playoff against the Carol uh, against Carolina, but you know, I think they'll be all right. And like I said, you, you look in the in the back here too. You know, Adams Foxy's under. Uh, he's five eleven. You know, Calandre's 6'5". Jeez. Yeah, he's a beast. Smith is 6'2". Uh, even the, the younger kid, Robertson and Radish are 6'1 and 6'4". 
I mean, there's definitely something here that the Rangers been, wor- you know, it's funny because I didn't even look at this. Tony's 5'11", D'Angelo's 5'11", even um, Hayek is 6'2", Tomo's 6 foot, and our boy Jack Johnson's 6'1", too. Strength, babe. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, yeah, big boy. All right, so then you got um, Georgie Evanette is 6'1", Husk is 6'4", <laughs> Tyler Wall, 6'3", and even, e- I, are you kidding me, Igor 6'2"? No way. <laughs> There's no way he's 6'2". Uh, it's like me on my driver's license when I say I'm 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Shesty is an inch taller than me. I don't see it. But anyway, so look at that, man. You just look at the size of these guys. So um, we need to check that off. Mark that down. This should not be a concern as far as toughness. Yeah, got, I'm not, we, I'm we not concerned. We've got a pretty big team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about it. Even size, you know, taking size out of it. I think you have enough aggressive players out there who play that sort of gritty grinding game. I I think you have enough there. I I know people worry you lose a guy like Fost who did a lot defensively. Um, but I, I I'm not worried. I'm it's just not something I'm worried about. In the past I may have been that there's not enough there, but I don't know. I'm looking at the lineup the same way you are, and uh, I'm seeing enough. Maybe I'll be wrong, and, and the season will start, and it won't be there, and Panarin's getting pushed around, or we're not fighting hard for pucks, and and then they may need to address it, but uh, I'm liking what I see so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the only guy that's actually off this roster right now that is funny is uh, Meek is not on the list here. Obviously, he wasn't playing tonight. Um but, you know, look, it comes down to, you know, how Quinn's going to get this team going together. And the team's got to blend again. And we talked about how the chemistry was going uh, at the end of the season last year. And they're going to have to find their way again. I've mentioned it here on the show many times about how, as far as the signings, they're all done. Everybody's under contract. There's not a lot of off-ice stu- off stuff that these guys really have to worry about. Uh, Laffy getting in here too, obviously, uh, is something that, you know, Coach Quinn and, and these guys get to play around with. And, yes, uh, defensively, they've these guys just have to click. They've got to change a couple of things around. Um, but these guys are all, like I said, they're they're quality guys. It's just a matter of the meshing. And, and the challenge now with this season being a short season, and it's going to be very, very important to, to have a strong start. And we just got to sit back. I mean, we – we don't have to worry about what's going on in the nets. And then I think we've got enough guys up front that are going to score goals for us. And it's just a matter of, you know, seeing how this game plan gets developed. And, and it's going to take, you know, 10, 15, 20 games. And then you're you're halfway done with this season. So think about that as far as, you know, um, what these guys have to accomplish together, not only as a team and as a coaching staff, and that's hopefully getting through this without any injuries and COVID-related issues or anything else. Um, yeah, we, and and that's why I don't think, and you mentioned it before, and there's been you know some Brian Boyle to the Rangers rumors. I just don't think he's necessary right now. I, you have enough quality guys fighting for a spot on the fourth line, and I know that Boyle brings uh, some um, uh, face-off success 
to the lineup where, you know, we're not the greatest face-off team in, in, in the NHL. So, you know, he would definitely help in that department. But, again, we've discussed this, and, and I know you you think they're going to have a little bit more success this, this year than I do, but it's still a development year. So why would you want to put – bring in a Brian Boyle who's just absolutely not going to be a part of the future of this franchise and, and be putting him in there ahead of a Howden – or Barron um, on the fourth line. To me, it just doesn't make sense. It's similar to a lot of the discussions that we've been discussing, the hypotheticals that we've been talking about regarding, you know, Chara and Pasciaretti and those guys coming in where they, it, it taves it's how it just doesn't make sense to bring in some of these older guys while you're developing this team and you want a guy like Barron to be getting additional ice time or Howden and, and some of the other younger guys, I just don't understand. While it would be great to reminisce and bring back Brian Boyle, and, and he was a great Ranger, and there was a lot of success. He was a big part of a lot of success of this uh, team. But, you know, I, I'm not worried about looking back. I want to look forward. And I think that the best way to do that is to continue to put our guy, our younger guys out there and let them uh, get the experience they need for when we're ready to win a cup. Yeah, and it kind of goes against the whole, you know, the concept of, of, you know, this is why you do a rebuild. This is why you bring all these young guys in here. This is why you sign the guys that you signed um, through arbitration and everything else, avoiding all that stuff, and and, and you move forward. I mean, you know, I I read uh, Brooksy's column on it and stuff and the points. And and the Rangers, I believe, have made it clear from what uh, Brooksy reported that, you know, they're, they're not looking for. They're not going to be looking for anybody as, uh, unless they, they want to see what their guys can do first. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even that argument too. It's like, all right, so w- w- if if we're really struggling in the faceoff circle, or if the third or the fourth line is struggling, I mean, at what point of the season do the Rangers have to be for that to be a concern? I would believe that by that time, a guy like Boyle's probably not going to be available anyway. But I, I'm to the point what I'm trying to say is it's like, shouldn't we just kind of keep trying to move forward and away from bringing in those? And we've talked about it here. They can, the Rangers can wait a year. They can wait two years, you know, and then wait for the free agents, and then they can plug it. Like I said, if they don't have the a solid year this year, then, you know, then they make the decisions. The other thing, too, is I, you know, there's been a couple of, you know, I think the Rangers are getting a lot of crap. I think the Rangers are given uh, uh, some high expectations, you know, as far as the division, as far as um, their chances and the talent that they have here. I think the Rangers are going to really surprise a lot of people. I mean, obviously, in terms of again, we have to freaking wait until these until we start seeing this and seeing these guys play, and we also have to sit back here and go, okay, five games in, six games in, seven games in. All right, I've had enough of this. They got they got major problems here, you know. But is is this team, uh, are the elements uh, of this squad right now, you know, against against pretty much all the other teams right now? We're just going to focus on in the division. If we're going to go up and down their lineups, how are their center guys? How are their faceoff percentages? You know, are we going to really? You know, or me and you, I don't know if me and you are going to sit here and start talking about stats and all that other crap in terms of, um, you know, percentage points and all that other crap. But um, we'll have to see what happens. But I, I don't see it. To me, we have to wait until we see it and find out what's going to go on here. Yeah, and 
do you think that we're going to see a captain announced before the regular season? Are we going in with that one? I don't know. I, you, know you saw me. I'm tweeting. I'm like, well, why not already? You know? I don't know. You know, looking at this roster, forget about all the young kids that are here, but you got to look at, you know, it's the, it's the same names. It's the top guys, you know? But what's what's wrong with... What's wrong with giving Kreider the C right now? What's wrong? I, I, I think it makes no sense that they haven't named him captain right now. I mean, you know, you look at Boston, they lost Chara, and they just named Bergeron captain today. Like, why are we not doing this? And I understand we haven't had one in a while, and maybe it's something that the team is has said that they want they'd rather not have one, and maybe that's the case. And, yeah, and there you go. But yes, man, what are you, New York Rangers? We gotta have a captain. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think that Kreider should have been announced the captain, you know, a month ago. Well, you know, but, the, if you look at it this way. What does it say about you know? All right, so the argument is that it's not, it's not a big deal. The other side, the other argument is, well, maybe they don't feel they have captain material on this squad. What does that say? Yeah. And the third yeah, thing I mean, is, as well, oh, we're gonna we're gonna wait. What are you gonna wait until you? You're not gonna hi- uh, sign a free agent veteran to come in here and then boom, all, all of a sudden be a captain because the top guys, the senior guys on this team right now, it's got to be one of two or three or four of these guys, whether it's Truba, Zabanajad, uh, Kreider. You know, you don't think Panarin? Panarin's probably not gonna get it. But give them, get one of these guys to see already. Yeah, I mean, and I'd also like to hear, I mean, how great would it be to hear, you know, Quinn, after they announced Kreider as the captain, say Kreider came into the office and said, I want to be captain of this team. I want to lead this team to Stanley Cup. I mean, that's what you want to hear, right? Or Mika Zabinish. I, mean, I, I don't care who comes into his office and says that. Like you said, Truba, whoever it is. You know, this guy came in, said, put put this team on my back. I want to lead the way. Give me that C. You know, that's what I want to hear. And, you know, whether or not that's happening, who knows? But I, I guess it's not since they haven't named anybody. I assume if Chris Kreider walks through David Quinn's coaching door and says, I want to be captain of this team. I'm ready to be captain of this team. Give me the C. I, I'm pretty sure Quinn is gonna literally going to hand it to him. So the fact that it hasn't happened, you know, he hasn't been named. I, I you know, I just don't see that that he's sort of stepped well, what's, up. Or... What's the downside? That's my question right now at this point. What's the downside of not just naming a captain, but naming naming Kreider, you know? What's the downside of it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think any. I. I don't. I don't see how he. He. And again, we're just going with Kreider and, and even Zavinichad. Neither one of them would be controversial picks, you know, or somebody you'd be surprised that that they were picked. I mean, you know, Kreider's been here for however long. He's been here through all the successes. He's been through the trenches. He's been a, a great mentor. You see him with a lot of the younger players on the bench. You know, he speaks Russian. He's talking Russian to, to Buchnevich. And, you know, that stuff is, is fantastic. I, I think, to me, he checks all the boxes. Uh, I'm just baffled in, in, uh, that he has just not been named yet. It's, it's really surprising to me that it hasn't happened. 
I mean, they're, they're, again, the only thing that I could think of is that there's something going on behind the scenes where maybe the team is just like, we like it this way. We like going forward as a, a leadership sort of group. And uh, we'd rather not have someone named captain. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other way, any other reason. Yeah, get it done already. You know, I agree. I agree. Roll I think out. you need. I think you need to see. I do. I think you need it out there. I think you need that guy out there. You need the leader. Um, let's go, boys. Get on my back. You know, I'm going to take us to the next level. And and I think you need to have that guy in the locker room that everybody can look to. Yeah, I mean, you know, cried, you know, broke his ankle last year, and then he was trying to come back. You know, <laughs> day skate there before the Avalanche game. I mean, the guy's ready to go. You know, I mean, I've I've kind of questioned him in the past or whatever, but I mean, you know, you're looking at the make. You know, I've been more of a Truba guy, but you know, now that you, you know, you wait for these guys to get signed, you see how the Ross is going, you see what's what's happening here, and, and who should get it, and then you look at Carter's contract, 17 years, I think he got KD, and um, <laughs> 27. Well, he's going to be here for a while, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's just good. It's good for it's just good for the team. I think it's just good for the fan base. You know. I mean, I get it. Maybe last year, the year before, no big deal. But come on now. these these This is our team here, you know? So this is the team here for the next, whatever, two, three, four, five years. You're not going to give it to, uh, you know, Capo's not getting it. Laffy's not getting it now. Why not give it to Chris? And then you can hand it over to those guys down the road, and, and hopefully those guys turn out to be captain material. So, Well, I mean – Lafreniere is going to be like 40 by the time Carter's contract is over. So, That's you know, true too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to wait that and, long. Yeah. <laughs> Charles will still be playing for somebody, you know, but Hey KD, let's just take a quick break here and, and talk about, you know, you guys out there, you know, <laughs> who need to get yourself cleaned up. Now you want to be a captain in your, in your woman's life or just in life in general. Um, Let's just talk a little bit of Manscaped right now, okay? Uh, as we mentioned here last week or two, um, Manscaped's come on to sponsor the show. So, you know, we just want to let everybody know now that Go Rangers Radio is uh, you know, being brought to you by Manscaped. You know, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, KD? Okay? Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And I don't know, oh. KD, I, everybody's got to listen back to our finale uh, two weeks ago, and KD, man, you uh, you you could probably be probably the best Manscaped spokesman I've ever heard, uh, ever heard. We put it up on Twitter too. I mean, if that's not a Manscaped commercial, some of the stuff you said, I I was rolling on the floor here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone has to look. We're past the holidays now. It's almost prime banana hammock season, boys. <laughs> we gotta we gotta trim it up. You can't have anything hanging out of the side of of your speedo oh. when you're hanging out, you know, at Jones Beach <laughs> or on the Jersey Shore, you know. And if and if you have those kind of issues, so, Manscaped, like has... like we were saying last week. Go ahead. No, what I was gonna say, say like we said, have some pride in yourself, fellas. Have some pride in yourself. Yeah, and, and and for that Trim reason, it. for that reason, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. So, guys, pay attention. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball head trimmer ever created. It's called the Lawn Mower 3.0, and it's all new and improved. 
It's their third-generation trimmer. Features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And, KD, you don't want to have any accidents down there, okay? This is premium, premium stuff. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave for you guys who like to stay in the shower just a little longer. 90 minutes? (laughs) If you're using up 90 (laughs) minutes, goodness gracious. It's got waterproof technology that allows you to groom in the shower, in the bath, whatever you're going to do. One of the coolest features, KD, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise <laughs> trimming. Are people doing this in the dark? Yeah, well, you know, everybody's you know got what? If you're doing it in the dark, you're going to need this if it's accident-proof. <laughs> got to have it. Uh, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with a quiet stroke technology. That's trademark, by the way. And let's not forget, KD, about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. So if you, you're listening do you, to, do you put that on your mantle? <laughs> in the living room by the TV. Okay? The, you, people could have used it as the centerpiece during their Christmas dinner. We should have had this on beforehand. There you go. If you're listening now to all of us here... Uh, Look, the, the experience uh, is just, it's good stuff. I mean, Katie have the gear now, and, and it's awesome. So we're, we're cleaning ourselves up. So we, ex- we would hope our listeners will do the same thing. So let's get that bush to the tush clean, okay, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and Manscaped has given us a great offer for our Go Rangers radio listeners, and that you get 20% off and free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and use the code GORANGERSGO, Okay. And as Kevin once said to me, make your testes their besties, okay? (laughs) These are fantastic. These are great. (laughs) So, look, once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code GORANGERSGO. Your balls will thank you. So, and thank you to Manscaped for coming on board. So, everybody, go out there. Yes, thank you. All right. Yes, everyone go buy it. Go go trim your balls. For for us. For us. When you're trimming your balls, think about us. Yes. <laughs> and then once you get all cleaned up down there, okay? This is very important, okay? And if you're having car problems, all right? We got one more <laughs> thing we got to tell you guys about. All right? If you're having car problems, make sure you get yourselves down to Hewlett Tires in Hewlett, New York. For anybody here in Nassau County, South Shore, okay? Our friends over there have a, a great special offer for the Go Rangers rated listeners. You get free fire uh, tire rotation with an oil change and $20 off the uh, tire alignment, all right? So just call them up down at uh, Hewlett uh, Tire House of Tires. Uh, they're located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. Uh, Kurt down there is great. All the guys go to HewlettHouseOfTires.com. Call them at 516-593-2200. Mention Go Rangers Radio. Mention the podcast, go in there, and again, you get free tire rotation with an oil change and $20 off your tire alignment. I've been using Kurt for like the last three or four years. They're great guys. Keep you on the road. So get cleaned up downstairs, hop in your car if you got any problems, get an, uh, your tires rotated, and an oil change at Hewlett House of Tires. And this concludes, this is something new here at Go Rangers Radio, our sponsor section. There you go. Woohoo! I, I love it. Big time. We're big time now. I, you know, my biggest disappointment, I think, with these ads is that the codes aren't Jack Johnson. Oh. Great. 
Yeah, you really fell down on the job there when you guys were coming along with. Come on, well, what should the code be? It should be Jack Johnson. Yeah, but then I'd have to get approval from Jack Johnson for using his name and. Uh, yeah, I guess we don't get involved. You know, and there's so much, right. there's so many Jack Johnsons out there. It's a Jack, Jack Johnson from Lindenhurst. It's a Jack Johnson from Poughkeepsie. Uh, you know, so now that's two drinks right there. Get it in you. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, go go get your tires rotated and fixed. That we're gonna find out where some of our listeners live. We're gonna start popping their tires, slashing <laughs> their tires, so they're gonna have to go down to uh, to the what's it called? What's the name of the place? Hewlett House of Tires. Hewlett House of Tires. We're gonna. If you live in that area and your tires are slashed, you know who did them. <laughs> Paulie. <laughs> and you can Paulie. actually use the use the, use your manscape blade. It's also good for cutting. <laughs> That's that. right. We should use our manscape blade. Just turn the LED light tires. Yeah, turn the light off though. Man, this is some cross promotion that we're doing here, Paulie. We're like masterminds here. It's that's it's good. Master marketing. Master marketing. Hey, pal, um, just uh, jumping off the team here. With the, with the league starting uh, next week, hard to believe. Um, the, one of the big things that, you know, uh, people going off on Twitter was the the uh, announcement of, speaking of sponsors, the uh, division names, <laughs> uh, the newly sponsored division names. Uh, uh, come on. I, I don't have a problem. Uh, Let me hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm you know, I, I – like, how hypocritical would it be if, like, I think three shows ago, I was talking about how the NHL should get creative and come up with ideas for new revenue streams. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's ridiculous. I don't want to see it and blah, blah, blah. But who cares? You know, at the end of the day, the Discover Eastern Division and uh, whatever, this or that. I, I don't Honda. Care. Honda, whatever. It's so. Yeah, we don't want to hear. We don't have to. We we only promote right, our sponsors. They're not paying us. We don't, that's well, right. I, when I, Honda, I, when Honda pays us, we'll say their name. <laughs> Screw them. You got it. I I agree with you. But anyway, go get a go get a Jeep instead. I don't think any <laughs> hockey fan should have any issue with this right now. It, you know, if if you work for a company, if you have your own company. And you're bleeding money right now. There's a couple things going. You want to get money in as much as you can, you know. So I, I have no problem with them sponsoring the divisions. I don't care if they put advertisements all around the boards, all around the. I don't care. Helmets, patches, jerseys. Put them on the stick. Put the blinking advertisements on the puck. I don't care. Just keep it off the paint between the goal and the blue line, and I'm all right, you know. So we can see what's going on down in in between. But you know. Let them do it. They got to make money. Look at what New York State's talking about doing right now: legalizing pot and doing sports gambling. Two things they were dead set against, but they're hurting. The state's hurting right now because of uh, lack of revenue. You got none of the bars, none of the concerts, all the like. The there's no uh, the alcohol sales in states drive so much money, and you know everything's shut down. You got to find ways to make money. So they, it looks like they're going to turn to sports betting right now. And legalized pot. What the hell? You know, people got to survive. And like I said, this is corporations. This is huge. It's the end of the day. They're millions, of, you know, they're millionaires, billionaires, and all that stuff. But no matter what level you're on in business, you got to make money. You're in business to make money. So I don't care about the division names and the sponsorships. Let them do it. And I think the helmet thing is, you know, whatever you got to do. If it's for a year or maybe two years, God forbid, as far as, you know, until you can get people, you know, 
going through the gates and the doors of not only sports arenas, but, you know, bars and restaurants and Broadway and movie theater and all that stuff. Get the money as, as much as you can. So that's my thought on it. Well, I tell you what, if they legal legalize marijuana in New York, someone has to give a uh, uh, heads up to Messier not to get involved with any <laughs> cannabis companies. <laughs> In the area. See, what me and you should do <laughs> is start a Go Rangers Radio uh, hemp, you know, company, and we'll call Mark. We'll get his money. You know what we should do? We we should we could come up with, like, fun little Ranger, like, edibles. Like, little Ranger brownie edibles and things like that and sell those. All right. Well, get on that, man. <laughs> it's le- Well, it's got to be legalized first. We gotta okay, wait. so we'll yeah. wait. <laughs> wait. We'll do it the right way. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, do you want hockey or do you want it to be called, you know, the Eastern Division? Like, exactly. all right? Like, that's it. You know what? You can still call it whatever you want at home. <laughs> you know, they call that everything else is like the post game presented by, you know, whoever. Or this timeout is brought to you by this. You know, it's it's happening already. It was only a matter of time. And Whatever. As long as we get to watch hockey, call whatever you want. They got to pay the players. They got to pay the staffs. They got to pay training, everything. Things cost money. So you got to get money as you, any way you can. So, pal, we were, we're talking about the young kids on this, on this, you know, current roster that's, you know, currently in camp right now. Um, I guess we, I, I should have started with this, and I apologize. And, I, and it's no disrespect to starting with Muckler, and then we went right into the scrimmage. And I can't believe... I, I, because I, I've been sitting here going, I can't believe I, I messed up. The United States junior team won the goddamn gold medal the other night, beat Canada, and uh, the range two range two Ranger prospects have gold medals: Brett Berard and Hunter Skinner, and uh, Schneider and uh, Dylan Duran over in uh, Canada. They got the silvers, but you know how about that, USA baby? And then um, yeah. maybe we'd talk about what are the Rangers going to do here with you know as far as working with the Wolfpack and and you know the young team too, but. We got we got to bring that up, man. Way to go, boys! Yeah, it was it was definitely awesome. Though I was glued to uh, my TV for the the semifinal game and then then the final game. And I'm gonna tell you, I think every Ranger fan fell in love with Barard. This guy was an he was an absolute animal out there, absolute animal out there, four checking monster. I mean, he is a guy. I mean, I I put him on the fourth line like right now. He is a full. He was just full of energy, never stopped, and uh, he is a guy you want to have on your team. Um, so he I am obviously he's not going to be on the team this year, but in future, in the very near future, I he is a guy that I think has jumped up the prospect board. Uh, of every Ranger fan who watched even a minute of Team USA. So I am really, really fired up for him. He is a guy who, you know, we got in the fifth round somehow. And apparently he had like second or third round talent. People were concerned about his size. But, you know, the way the NHL is now. Patty Verbeek, man. Patty Verbeek just going in there and mucking it up and causing trouble. (laughs) That's it. And I think the way the game is now and, and it's not as physical as it once was, I think it, it leads to a, some of the, you know, a smaller player being able to succeed a little bit more than they might have back in the 90s where everybody was just beating the crap out of each other. And there was 
you know, no ice to move and, and, and it was harder for the smaller players, except for, like you said, a guy like Papa Beak or Theo Fleury, uh, you know, a couple of guys, but I, I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, Berard, uh, making some noise in training camp in a year or so and, and, and cracking the roster. Awesome, awesome stuff. And then our other guy in the Kraken roster, I, the Kraken roster, or Kraken roster, Kraken the roster. <laughs> For all my homies out there. Anyway, um, the other guy is you know Schneider. I mean, he was our our second number one pick, the sort of forgotten number one pick behind Lafreniere, and I think he delivered. He was a physical presence out there. Big kid. He's huge. And, you know, he showed some offense. He flashed some offense. He had a nice um, run down the ice. He had a nice shot in the in the gold medal game. Uh, our goalie, Knight, USA goalie, who was phenomenal. He just had an absolutely oh, phenomenal Knight was game. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a, I said he's he was. A I, Panthers I said prospect, he was, man. I, uh, he's what? A Florida Panther. Yeah. Panthers, and so yeah. actually, so was the Canadian goalie. Is also a, a Panthers prospect. I mean, Jesus, who, who's scouting their goalies there? Good job. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, um, but, you know, Schneider, he looked like the real deal out there. I think he has to grow into his body a little bit more. He looks a little awkward because he's so big. And I think once he sort of maybe fills out, he looks a little sort of gawky out there, you know. But I... I he looks like, again, the real deal out there. A physical presence. He knocked that one guy out. Who is he, from Finland, where he got the suspension? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he could throw the body around, and he showed some offense. You know, that's the difference between, you know, where the Rangers, you know, drafted a McElrath who had literally zero offensive talent, uh, but he brought that physical presence that they longed for. Um, Schneider brings both. He'll drive a guy through the boards one minute, and then the next minute he'll be scoring a goal. So um, it looks like the Rangers did very well in, in drafting Schneider. They you know they traded up to get him where they thought the Devils might end up with him. And I tell you what, I'm very happy I will not be seeing that guy in a Devils uniform in a couple of years, and he will, in fact, be wearing the Rangers blue. And be crushing devils, yes, all over the ice, all so, of them. Yeah, I think as a Ranger fan, I mean, as an American Ranger fan, uh, you couldn't have asked for anything more um, from the World Juniors. Uh, you know, you watch Berard, sort of a Berard coming out party, and then Schneider sort of living up to the first round billing that he had. And of course, look, it ends with uh, the United States winning the uh, gold medal. Good stuff. Yeah, and, and just tip of the hat to the USA hockey program, just in general. I mean, what they've done yeah. in the last decade, um, they've got the most, you know, gold medals now um, out of all the big countries, and um, they've beaten Canada every time for the gold medal. You know, so and how uh, about uh, and how about Beezer? He's a GM handing out the gold medals at the end of the game. Man, good for him. <laughs> it's always good to see Johnny Van Beesbrook. The Beezer, the Beezer. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's where you know he was in there when I was first becoming a Ranger fan, and I think you just, I, the name on the back of that jersey, it literally went from like elbow to elbow, you know. And I think I, I think like, Rootsalainen though was a little longer. 
that's true. I miss old Rayo. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, he had that, he had that, man, that weird name, and he was the Beezer, and yeah, it was good to see him out there. It brought back a lot of uh, memories from when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, like again, can't say enough about the USA hockey program, uh, how competitive they've been. Uh, you know, just again, players just you know being first round draft picks. It's it's just you know it makes you really proud, you know. And um, it's just a shame that they can't play in the Olympics for us, you know, because they do better than the pros. Tell you that much. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you love. I mean, you love to see that the sort of youthful uh, enthusiasm out there and. They do that. Uh, they do it when they win the gold medal. They do that chant in the locker room afterward. You see the video of that where they, yeah. the one guy shouts whatever the, whatever the line is, and they they the whole team follows it up. It's like me and you before going to the radio. Our, <laughs> That's right. We get it. We get each. We get fired up. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's it's good stuff, and just keep it rolling. And you nailed all the great points as far as Ranger fans. You know, again, you just sit back here and you just hope. Everything that they're building here is just going to turn into some long-term success here in the great city in New York and Madison Square Garden, baby. So we'll see what happens. So speaking of the young guys, uh, what did you hear about the Wolfpack? Some of the uh, AHL teams have opted in. Some of them opted out. I've also seen a couple of AHL franchises. Franchises? What kind of accent was that? Franchises? <laughs> franchises merge. But um, I haven't looked into it yet, but... Uh, you had made a note to me to bring up the Wolf Pack today. So what would you like to talk about with regards to the pack? Yeah, I mean, it looks like the division that they're in, there's only three or four teams, I think, in their division now. And it's and it looks like they're only going to end up playing 24 games for, for their season. And I really do wonder, because there's going to be so few games, does that change the Rangers thinking on a Condre Miller where they've been singing his praises. And I think he's probably going to make the opening night lineup. If for some reason he didn't, and the plan is to send him down there or was to send him down there to get a bunch of games, you know, under his hat, you know, does that change? Cause only 24 games, you know, how much experience is he going to get down here? Might as well He's play him co- in the NHL Coach now. Coach Quinn is raving about him, man. He's no, I agree. I, I don't think he'll be sent down there. But the guys you know, in Wee Blee Blue are already making a shirt for the kid. He's locked <laughs> in. They got the inside. They know. They wouldn't spend yeah. all that money on his T-shirt if he was going maybe, down to the AHL. Or maybe a guy like Barron or something where they decide, like, is it even worth to send him down there for so few games? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they still think it is worth it. If they decide to go that way with a, a couple of people, Roy Nannan and 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 some others, and and maybe that's the way it goes. But hey, look, I guess they just, the guys in the AHL who were down there are probably just happy to play like ten games, you yeah, know, <laughs> play thing, any man. game. Look, they're going to be part of practice squads. They're going to be pro- part of skating and, and playing. You take the twenty four games and and just run with it, you know. And and I think it's like I said, they have a a place to go and play and. And get the, some experience. So I mean, that's the bottom line. Where, whereas if you know, where you know, then they'd be scattered all over the place. And if you know, it's, I'd be curious too. You know, there's a lot of um, what do you call them? Uh, you know, there's some older guys too. The AHL is a place for guys who who aren't playing, you know, up on the top uh, level anymore to to make some money to have a little bit of a career left too. So I think it's great that they 
that the AHL is coming back just in, in some form, you know? Um, yeah, I wonder if, if they didn't come back this year, would they have ever come back? Like, could they have survived? And maybe they don't even survive. I mean, how much revenue are these guys going to be bringing in? I mean, zero. You know, I mean, they don't have TV contracts. They're not going to have fans. I mean, they, well, no, most, we, we talk most, about that. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say most of the arenas, most of the, it's small, it's all smaller budget stuff, smaller community stuff. And then, you know, I don't know how it works with the Rangers, but like, you know, guys like Pagula up in Buffalo, they, they own the, you know, the Americans, I believe, Rochester, but I don't even know if yeah. what's going on with them too. But I, you know, I guess on a financial, I, I, I would say it's probably obvious the fact that they're only playing 24 games. They look and said, hey, look, we can operate with this kind of a budget either make mm-hmm. some sort of money here and break even, or we can't do the usual whatever, I, how many games they play in, in the AHL, you know, 74, 75 games or whatever the heck it is. So that's what they're doing. And then you can just look at, around the league and you can see who's merging and who's not playing and all that other stuff. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's. I think it's just – I think your question was, you know, about their survival. And I have to believe that the league itself – is looking down the road. They have to keep these franchises in place because once we get back to normal operations, they're going to need them. I mean, the AHL is just a, a lifeline between, you know, the teams and the organization as far as um, the progression of players, transfers, injuries, you know. It, it's it's a huge oh, part of it. Well, yeah, I mean, you need them, but if you don't have the money to operate them, I mean, what, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you're loaded. I mean, you send them some money. Yeah. Well, of course we are. We now have sponsors. You know, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're paying us six figures each. I mean, what? I guess I could send over, you know. Jack Johnson on that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, look I, like I said, I, I, I don't know if it will change the Rangers thinking on, on anything with such few amount of games, but look, uh, I'm sure those guys are just, just happier than a pig. And you know what, to, to get going again after, after what happened last year, Katie, you can say shit on the show. It's okay. Uh, I, I didn't know if our sponsors uh, approved of that. No, that's okay. Well, <laughs> look, I, I don't think manscaped has any problem. You know? you know, we, 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 we are, we stay away from the F bombs as much as we can. Pretty much, you know, but you can say shit. It's okay, man. It's, you know. My my eight-year-old son listens to this show. I, you know, got to watch our language. Okay, well, like I said, I'm sure he's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's not hearing F-bombs exactly. between me and my wife every day. Nobody in Long Island, New York, all the kids, don't tell me. <laughs> anyway, all right, um. So look, uh, just I was just looking at some of the feeds here on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Colin Stevenson and Dan Rosen here, and just you know, uh, most of them. The end of the comments here with Quinn and his Zoom and everything else is um, most of the talk is pretty much stuck around uh, Andre Miller. And um, here's someone something I want to throw at you too is Colin Stevenson to put this out about uh, he asked, um, or I don't know if he asked, but the the conversation came up about the power play. And I'll just read it straight from uh, Colin's feed here. DQ also said he'll probably start out with the same first power play as last year, which was Panarin's, Banajed, Kreider, Strom, Tony D. Um, and so most likely no Laffy or Kako on the power play uh, next Thursday. So um, 
real quick. Um, that's a pretty good power play to come back with, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain, you know, that those two young guys aren't on the top power play. I mean, that's some damn good skill on our first. It's, it should be hard to crack that first power play. It is with that type of talent on there. And guess what? If they're not on the top power play, that means those two guys are on the second power play. Nice. Um, which makes that even more dangerous. And Foxy. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that, I mean, think about that young, exciting power play unit um, that they could have. Um, wow. So. Throw Bucci in there. Put him in front of yeah. the net. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I don't think there's any shame in um, Lafreniere or Kako not being in that top unit. And you know what? I mean, like you said, I mean, as the season progresses, that'll change. Those two guys at some point will be on the top power play, um, getting some chances up there. Um, But, yeah, look, you start the season on the second power play, get a couple in, maybe the first unit struggles a little bit, and and then they make some moves. So, yeah, I mean, it seems to make sense with me that, Quinn would go with his top dogs to start the season. Absolutely. All right, so I guess we, we have to – I mean, obviously next week we'll be closer to uh, the start of the season and maybe me and you can do – you know, we'll, we'll have some more to look at here. And, and, you know, I'm sure by that point we'll be a little closer in terms of uh, <clears throat> Coach Quinn's decision for a starting lineup. And I don't know how the handling um, – you know – how, you know how they're going to carry here the tax squad and, and, and the roster. I guess you know, and pretty much everybody's rolling along. But I'm, I'm sure some of these guys got to be sent off somewhere. But it'll be interesting what happens. But obviously, between me and you, the huge elephant here is um, is Shesty or Georgiev. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I find it. You know, it's sort of cute how Quinn says like the. You know, we have two starting goalies. You know, yeah. it's cute. It's cute how he says that, and Chesty's like, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm the number one yet. Uh, you know, it's it's nice that they that they try to keep, you know, make Georgia feel good about himself that he really might have a chance to be the starter when he literally has zero chance. Oh, come on. of being the starter. I, I don't, I don't really like how you. I just mean, it might as well on the back aside, of his jersey. They Georgia should just boy. take. They should just take Georgiev off the back of his jersey and just write Shesturk and Waterboy on the back. (laughs) You are (laughs) awful. Awful. That guy was there for us, and we needed him the most. Georgiev better just bring a bottle of, like, Stolies for the end of the bench because (laughs) he's just going to be sitting there. Oh, come on, man. Ain't right. But we'll see. We'll see. Oh, buddy. We'll see. You know, Shesty's got to stay healthy. You know, he's got a problem. He's got issues, you know. Yeah, he, you know what? He needs to, he needs to walk to, to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> get, get that guy like an Uber gift certificate or something, please. All right. Well, it, it, we're laughing here as, you know, it's just great that the Rangers goaltending situation is just in, in a wonderful place. And uh, those guys are just going to be just walls. So, yeah, great to look forward to. Especially without that Siv Lundquist. Exactly. <laughs> Goodness, Poor the guy's guy. going to have surgery next week. Look at you, man. You call him, him a Siv? Like put him on the night. I know. You Goodness. are heartless, my friend. <laughs> 
Oh, Goodness. no pun intended. I didn't mean. Oh, oh my god! You just lost. You know what, folks? The show's canceled. That's it. Oh, Hank, hang in there, buddy. We're all thinking about you. God, it's terrible. No, I mean, and I'm I'm being serious right now. I mean, we're terrible. That's just that's, that's not. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. Where did that come? You, you might have to. You might have to cut Manscaped that out. Manscape is show. a great. <laughs> Go to House of Tires. Clean yourself up with Manscaped. See, that's how I got out of that conversation right there. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. All right, so look, a couple last things before we wind up this uh, uh, Season 2, Episode 1 uh, here for Gold Rangers Radio. And everybody wants to know, uh, I think you're two games in, deck hockey? What's the story? <laughs> what's... Oh, man. It's, How's it going? How you been... feeling, buddy? Oh, I, I could not be any more sore than I am right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't bend over. It, it's rough. <laughs> It is rough. And the only thing worse than how my body feels is what the scoreboard is look like at the end of the night <laughs> of both of our games. So, yeah, well, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're 0-2 right now. Right, but, I got to write you know, this down. We're going to keep tabs on this. 0-2 to start. And this is the Massapequa Chiefs, I believe. We are the Chiefs. We are the Chiefs. And do you guys have a song? No, not yet. <laughs> we're coming up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we usually, you know. Three hours into, you know, hanging out in the parking lot after the game, we're usually singing something. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really don't remember the next day. So, <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be a good deck hockey team if you weren't hanging out in the parking lot afterwards drinking because, and don't tell the ladies, that's the only reason you're joining a deck hockey team. <laughs> the boys have a few drinks. So, look, oh, uh, yeah. the last question of this deck hockey team is, what are Kevin Delory's stats? What, what position oh. are you playing here, KD? Uh, I'm on the wing, big, big, big goose egg, sporting the goose egg so far. So, all right, yeah. But I think my expected goals—is that what it is? Is that what that stuff is called? My analytics are fantastic. My Corsi, forget it. And what? Well, what's what about your value on the bench in the locker room? I mean, is there a oh, reason yeah. they're keeping you on this team after two games, no points? Uh, I mean, I have no. I have to see on my. Do test. you drive the bus? Uh, is like that a... is that why you're on this team? <laughs> no, I, I'm a grinder out there. You should you should see me in the corners. I'm throwing elbows. I'm like Messier in the corner, a little, little elbow. You, you little gotta elbow get action. somebody to give us a clip, man. You gotta get somebody. It's we gotta get a clip. Actually, on you know what happened? You used to play, right? You used to play deck hockey yes. at the Nassau Suffolk place. You remember when it used to get all wet? You remember when it get wet and like. You'd like slip, and then you couldn't even run on the on the deck surface. We had that on Monday night. Oh my god, you couldn't even. Guys were killing themselves, like feet flying out from under them. Oh man, it was it was hysterical. You know what I was doing Monday night at that time? Well, you were suffering like that on the uh, on the, the deck. I, I was on the couch. Nice, actually, warm, and you were warm and, and you dry. Know what, and you know what else happened? So I'm on the bench. And I'm going to look for my water bottle. I have my keys in a sweatshirt, like I threw it behind the bench. And I put my water bottle with it. I'm looking, I can't find my water bottle with my water bottle. Don't see my sweatshirt. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, where? I'm like, well, maybe somebody threw it in their bag or something. So after the game, I go, does anybody have my sweatshirt? One of the guys on the team goes, oh, that was your sweatshirt? He goes, the game before us, the guy said, hey, that's my sweatshirt. And he took it home with him with my car keys. In the sweatshirt. Oh, man. <laughs> this gets better. It's good. Did you get him back? 
I got him back. Yes. Oh. The guy who runs the league, like called the captain of the team who was there. And I met the guy the next day, but I'm like literally sitting there like I took my car keys and I was stuck. The worst part about it was I couldn't get in my car and I had a 12 pack of beer in my car oh. to drink after the game. Oh. Thankfully, my lovely wife came to the rescue, opened up the car and I was able to enjoy my frosty beverages. Wow. That is love. That it is, is love. That is deep, deep-seated love and caring right there. That is correct. Wow. You, you got yourself a woman there, buddy. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's good stuff. Do the right thing now and fire up that Manscaped, okay? That's right. I'm telling you, boys, I fire it up. At my wife. It's all night long with my wife. I'm, I'm chafing. Uh, I, I can't get her off me. Oh, my God. All right. Look, one last thing I want to ask you about here, and then, you know, you can just – if you got something you want to talk about, you can, you can hit me before we wrap things up. But uh, one of the things that we stopped doing, obviously, because there were no games uh, for an extended amount of time there. But are we going to bring Katie's Man Crush back for season two? <laughs> uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. I'm not, I don't have one right now. No, no. I, I'm just making a note here for production reasons. I just want to make sure because. Uh, yeah. We yeah, I guess we'll we won't have one for next week, obviously. But I just want to know if we're going to fire this thing back up. Uh, uh, of course, yeah. All right, good. Katie's man crush, manscaped man crush. Oh, there you go, man. Katie's man crush, brought to you by Manscaped. I like there you it. Go. See, I think it see, works. And we, and we can't now. We really can't complain about the names of the division when we're we're throwing sponsors on segments that we have. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, anything that you're um, outside of what we talked about, pretty much tonight. We're gonna just let this roll here. These practices. I mean, obviously, we want we want to see them stream the practices. We would love to get more inside on the game and just be able to watch them and stuff. But uh, between now and, and and next Wednesday, when we come back here, we'll have some more scrimmages. Anything. That particularly that you're going to be focused on outside of some of the stuff you brought up in the beginning of the program. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think just how, and especially after tonight, because it, it, like I mentioned, it sounds like D'Angelo and Truba had a tough one. I'd like to see how they start coming together and how their chemistry is working in the next couple of scrimmages. And, and are they forming some type of synergy um, going into that first game against the Islanders. Because, you know, we're going to need, if they're going to be the top pairing, we're going to need them to be dominant out there. And they, they can't be a liability. So, and, you know, they're going to lead the way there. Again, the defense was a problem last year. And if, if there's going to be some holes in their games, you know, it's going to be a problem. So, I, to me, seeing how those two are playing together is, is going to be what I'm focusing on. I like it. I like it. I think they're going to be fine, though. They're going to be good. And for me, and I think everybody else, pretty obvious uh, look here, but uh, as far as the defense is concerned, is, is hopefully that uh, I'd love to see Keandre make the team. I think uh, I think it'd be great to just see that kid start with this squad right out of the yeah, and, and I then, agree. And then never miss a game for the next seven, eight years after he gets his 15-year <laughs> contract. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think uh, I would... From all, like you said, I mean, all the comments, all the post-practice, post-scrimmage tonight comments from Quinn is, you know, he loves, he's been very impressed. 
um, by Condre. And, and you were hearing the same stuff about the kid um, coming out of, you know, the shutdown last year when he was practicing with the team ahead of the bubble. So all good stuff. You know, we got to get him in some games. It's been a while since the kids played a game, um, but I'm sure he'll, he'll pick it up right away. I think something else that people should keep sort of in the back of their back of their heads is I saw that uh, I, I forgot who mentioned it. I don't know if it was Gordon or JD was mentioning with Kratzoff that they're going to leave him in the KHL for the remainder of the season. But that season ends in February. I think maybe the playoffs get into March. So latest, you know, he'll, but they said they're going to bring him here. So he's a guy, some sort of reinforcements towards the, you know, middle of the season is, is a guy like Kratzoff who we we've been discussing. He's sort of transforming his game a little bit where he's bringing some of that toughness out there and, willingness to to drive to the net a little bit more um dig out pucks in the corner make a play a defensive play in the neutral zone to cause a turnover and uh, he's been real impressive he he's a guy i am really looking forward to coming over i think the rangers made the right decision because he seems very comfortable in the khl right now let him finish out the season let him to con- let him continue to feel good about his game and then bring him over and uh, hopefully get him right right into the Rangers lineup and, and and bring some of that success over here. Yes, and then give him an 18-year contract so he doesn't go anywhere either. <laughs> I would like to just, you know, see him in the sweater and getting some game time here uh, because this is all we've been talking about with Kratzov is speculation, you know. Obviously, it's there's multiple reasons for it, but get him over here, you know. We'll see yep. what happens, man. He's got a, a lot of we got a lot of talent here. And they're gonna be firing things up here next week. And uh it's pretty exciting. And glad to be back here doing this again. And we're fired up. And just thanks to everybody for listening again. And uh we'll keep rolling this thing on. So we'll get back here next Wednesday night for everybody and we'll do a little uh I guess a season preview show, KD. Isn't that crazy? Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Again, go to manscaped.com. Go Rangers, go. Use the code, get 20% off and free shipping. All right? And if you're in the South Shore, Long Island area, Nassau County, visit our friends over at Hewlett House of Tires. Go to HewlettHouseOfTires.com. Give them a call. Make an appointment. All right? They got some specials over there for you. So, with that said, KD, say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. And as always, let's go, Rangers!